Hi, and welcome to Let's Be Friends with Tori Segner. I'm your host, Tori, and I'm so glad you're here. In this podcast, my friends and I discuss the importance of strong community and how to establish and navigate it in our adult lives. We kick back, relax, and I pick their brains about their experiences with community in some pretty unique and interesting seasons of life. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. All right, everyone. Um, I have our very good friends, Sarah and Elliot Nelson. Will you say hello? Hello. Hi. That was Sarah, and that's Elliot, and my husband, Christian, is joining us today. Hey, everybody. (laughs) So the four of us are in here. It might get a little rowdy. But today, we are going to be talking all about community as a married couple. Things that need to be prioritized, things that you need to do to just have good community in marriage. And so I always start off every episode with two fun facts. And these are surprises to my guests. And Christian hasn't heard these either. Well, these aren't about you, Christian. These are just about... I don't have fun facts? No. <laughs> There's no fun facts about Christian. I probably should well, that sucks. <laughs> You can looking... come up with something, maybe. <laughs> You're just looking at me like a... What are you going to say about me? (laughs) Anyway, so I have two fun facts about the Nelsons. So the first one is that the Nelsons, this is a little bit more serious, but they're like some of the most dependable people that Christian and I know. Um, When Christian and I were in a bad car accident right after Christmas in 2019, we were driving back from Texas, back to Denver, And our car was totaled. We couldn't, like, rent a car to drive back to Colorado. We were, like, stuck in a snowstorm in the middle of New Mexico. Um, The Nelsons just drove all the way to New Mexico to get us the very next morning. And that's just the kind of friends that they are. Um, They're just the best. They'll always be there. And then number two is, like, to lighten the mood just a tad. They are Texas people, for sure. Especially Elliot. Oh, yeah. He's wearing a hat that has the Texas flag, but the star is actually a Whataburger W at the moment. I also have a Texas tattoo. Yeah, the Texas tattoo. Oh, is it on like your rib cage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he also has a Yeti cup that has a Whataburger logo on that's it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All at and the same time. And he also has dirt ready to put under his newborn child so the child will be born in Denver but over Texas. Yes, exactly. So that was the second part of this fun fact is that um, baby Nelson should be born over Texas dirt somehow. But Sarah is currently <laughs> scheduled for a C-section yes. so that complicates things just a little bit. Well, yeah. we can sterilize the bag. Okay. Good luck getting that past the nurses. Yeah, we'll see. Let's put a little damper on your plate. I'll put. I'm thinking about putting it in my pocket and then like quietly dropping it and kicking it on the table. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Just leaving it for question. Yeah. What was that? What was that? that? (laughs) But yeah, these are our buddies. Um, we love them so much. They we just have a lot in common. Feel like we're both just super kind of rowdy couples. Really fun. Both from Texas have all that good stuff in common, and we just love them. We've grown pretty, we've grown pretty close over the past few years, and just super happy to have you guys here. The reason that I brought the two of you in for this interrogation <laughs> is because I feel like y'all are specifically very good at community as a couple. Um, I feel like the Nelsons are very good at. Being friends with all different kinds of people um, as a couple. So you guys hang out with single people together. You hang out with people that are a part of the church or people that aren't a part of the church or co-workers or family. You're just always bringing everybody together. And I just love that. Um, So the first thing that I'll ask you guys is for each of you to tell me your favorite thing about the other spouse. Um, well, one of my favorite things about Elliot is just, like, his sense of humor and lightheartedness that he brings to the table. Um, he's always the life of the party. (laughs) Um, when we first met, he was definitely one of the most rowdy people, like, in our friend group. Um, and I guess I was just drawn towards that because I'm a little quieter and more reserved, so it's Mm -hmm. kind of weird. We balance each other out in that way. But yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite things, like the lightheartedness and funness that he brings. What do you feel like Elliot's best at regarding community? Um, 
I think just making people feel super comfortable right away. Yeah. Like, he doesn't put any pressure to, like, get to know you right away, right away, which can sometimes be intimidating to people, but just, mm-hmm. like, hanging out with them really casually and making them feel comfortable. Yes. Um, just with his presence and making people laugh. He's really good at that. (laughs) Um, And he can come on really strong sometimes, but ultimately people, like, really fall in love with him. (laughs) It's all lighthearted. Yes, it's very lighthearted. But, yeah, he's just really good, I think, at making people feel comfortable and welcome. In not a serious way. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely Yeah. All right, Elliot, what would you have to say about Sarah? Oh, my favorite thing about Sarah has got to be her goofiness. She doesn't (laughs) show it to a lot of people, but um, a great story is a couple weeks ago we got... Our movie was delayed like 30 minutes, and we got free tickets, and she was real jazzed about free tickets. <laughs> and last Thursday, we went and saw another movie, but they started playing the wrong movie. And she looked at me, she goes, I think we might get free tickets again. <laughs> and bunched up her face like a little squirrel, like, oh, I love free things. <laughs> it's just her goofiness. It doesn't show, and so it's like a little piece that only I get to see a lot yeah. of the time. It's like my favorite thing about her, for sure. Yeah, that is special. What do you feel like she's best at about community? Well, I would say her tenderness and being able to um, welcome people of any of any any shape, size, color, creed. Mm-hmm. Um, she's able to connect with someone somewhere, especially being from all over the world. She's got mm-hmm. all the different cultural perspectives, so she can usually connect with someone on a deeper level pretty quickly. Yeah, that's true. Sarah, tell us about like the multiple places you've grown up. Yeah, so I grew up overseas, so. Um, Lived in seven different countries throughout, like, elementary and high school, Mm -hmm. and then moved back to Texas for college. But, yeah, just grew up with a lot of different cultures and a lot of different perspectives, which, Mm -hmm. in hindsight, is really cool to look back on and have that experience. And it, like, weirdly connects me to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So it's definitely unique, but I've really enjoyed it. And, yeah. Yeah, it definitely does make you someone who can relate to anybody. Mm -hmm. You guys are just great at making people feel super welcome. That's definitely the theme I feel like I hear. And even you guys talking about each other, which is really great. Yeah. How about y'all? Well, uh, I can go first. (laughs) Um, I think my favorite thing about Christian is probably his steadiness. I'm not the most steady person. Known to be a little dramatic from time to time. So him being a really good listener and just very consistent... um, and dependable is something that I really love. He just, like, keeps our house at, he just keeps it level, you know, keeps things from getting too high or too low. And as far as community goes, um, I feel like he's really good at including new people and just thinking of other people's needs. Like, Mm -hmm. he always shows up with the Yeti cooler every single time. (laughs) People gotta have drinks. (laughs) Exactly. I don't think about other people's needs as much as he does. Um, So, I just think that, yeah, those are some things that he's really good at. Well, thanks, hon. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I wonder how many coolers y'all have between Ellie and Christian. We gotta have (laughs) double-digit. You guys are supporting Yeti. Yeti products in general. (laughs) Yes. You're the reason that we have the storefront in Yeti. Yeah. (laughs) Or in Denver. Yeah, that was a game changer for sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, Christian. (laughs) Okay. Well, I kind of catered this towards, um, towards me, but... I will say <laughs> what? <laughs> no, like no, like my favorite thing that like you oh, help yeah. with community. Oh, so, okay. so I kind of interpreted it differently. Okay. But going off of the direction they were they were going on, I really like how um, you're willing to start a conversation with pretty much anybody. You mm-hmm. know, whether it be the person at the register at the grocery store or just somebody on the street, like, that's something that I would have extreme anxiety about. (laughs) (laughs) So I really appreciate that you're just willing to, um, you know, connect with everyone and anyone. Um, Because I would say that I'm more introverted by nature. So what I was going to say is I I really like how you encourage me to meet new people and get me out of the house. Cause get you out of the house. If it were up to me, um, you know, I I would enjoy going to a movie by myself or a baseball game. Um, not that I don't like to see people, but I I tend to recharge um, in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also would say that you're really good at getting people together, and I think we complement each other because we're good at getting people together in different ways. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I am pretty good at putting together events where 
um, people get together and, and you're more spontaneous, like, let's all hang out, you know? Yeah, so for sure. Christian is like the designated person to get a bunch of Rockies tickets together or something like <laughs> or that. Or tickets in general. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> tickets in general. Very, very true. I look at uh, it as my own personal stub hub. <laughs> Christian, yes. my own personal stub hub. Yeah. I like Love that. It. I need that on a, on a Yeti cup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as I said, why is Yeti not my stub I don't know. It should be. Give me money. <laughs> Um, okay, guys, so how has community changed for y'all since getting married? What are some priorities that have changed? I'll take this one first. I would say it's really narrowed down our friend group. When I was in college, I bounced around to four or five different friend groups consistently. I was always trying to tie people together. Hmm. And then when I got married, it became more about or less about me finding friends and us finding friends together that we both like. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting married really narrowed the focus and made sure that when we meeted people or met people, <laughs> meted, when we met creating people, new words yeah. on the podcast, yeah. that we could both gel with them because when you're in this committed relationship, you have to have friends that you can hang out with together. Yeah. There's absolutely. no more like single friends really. Like I only have this one friend that she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. I'd agree. I think like leaving college and we got married right out of college. So it's kind of all the same transition time period. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot more about hanging out with people, yeah, that we both like. Because in college, we both had our own friend groups. And mm-hmm. you'd have the people you go to class with. Or I was part of Young Life pretty heavy. And we'd have those friends. And so, yeah, just like kind of prioritizing, making sure that we we're all having a good time. Mm-hmm. Because... If your spouse isn't enjoying their time with one of your friends, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't meld well. <laughs> yeah. You create a bunch of tension in the relationship. So yeah. you want to make sure that the people you hang out with are people that you enjoy to hang out yeah. with mm-hmm. from both perspectives. Yeah. And knowing when someone may just be a friend to hang out with. Yeah. Not with your not spouse. Not with your spouse. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That happens from time to time. Yes. And that's fine. Yes. But so yeah. I think that was probably the biggest priority Um we have a lot of couple of friends, but we also have like single friends and yeah, mm-hmm. friends from all over, which I think we'll talk about later. But yeah, it's it hasn't really changed like what our friends look like as far as that goes because we They're still have still a pretty super hot variety. <laughs> yeah, surround yourself with beautiful people. Um, but also, I think just like getting older and being married, you're more intentional with your friendships too, and like right. because you have your built-in friend with the spouse, it's like you really want to have people who lift y'all up as a couple Mm -hmm. and then who also like can provide you with like support and stuff. So Mm -hmm. just different changes from being younger to older. (laughs) Yes. Very true. Christian, what would you say? Um, I would just say that um, maintaining past relationships is something that I've definitely really valued in marriage. Like you actually have to make it a priority. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's not easy to, you know, make those people who are really important to you, like maybe you've moved away or maybe they're just not in the same life stage as you, like they're still important to you. So being intentional about keeping those relationships is something I thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just a different ball game, and I think they kind of they covered it. Yeah, definitely. I think the one thing that I would add is like how difficult sometimes it can be to make friends that you feel like are encouraging and uplifting your marriage like you were saying like that becomes a new priority not just people that like you have fun with or enjoy spending time with but people that you feel like make you a better wife or husband and yeah it is it can be a challenge to find friends that you both enjoy together and just like knowing what that time spent together should look like can be kind of difficult but I think once you find friends that you all jive together with and friends that make you a better wife or husband it really is like so satisfying and I think it's the kind of community that everyone definitely needs in their marriage um and I think too like trying to make sure that you have enough girl time on the side can be like a new priority Mm because before that's like all that I really had and then I would Sometimes meet up with Christian and his friends, but for the most time, for the most part, everything was pretty separate. 
So you still have those separate relationships, but you have to figure out how to like give those attention, give them what they need while also enjoying all the friendships that you have together. So there's just like more of a balancing act. I feel like that marriage makes you perform. So y'all are specifically very good at maintaining friendship with lots of different types of people. And this was something I talked about at the beginning of the episode, something that you've hinted at, Sarah. So I've really been excited to ask you guys about this. How do you feel like you make that happen? Um, I think we just naturally like people that are in different walks of life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many different things that you can like learn from other people who don't necessarily like have the same beliefs or like are just in a different stage in life, like whether that be single, newly married, or like families. Um, we also lived in Dallas for like a little stint. I was there for six months. He was there for like a year and a half, right when we got married. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did not prioritize community at mm-hmm. all. Um, and that was right after we'd gotten married and we just didn't have like the best time in Dallas and we didn't know why, like we're like, is it the city? Yeah. Is it like, what is it? Um, And we just, he was working for Southwest at the time, so we would travel a lot on free tickets, which is awesome. And Mm -hmm. we had a lot of different adventures, but yeah, community was not that priority. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when we moved to Denver, we like totally recognized that. And we're like, okay, we need to be like so intentional with people Mm -hmm. we meet. And we need to like put actual time in besides like just hanging out with them for like two hours at happy hour or something. Right. Um, Like have people over for dinner or like have longer conversations with them. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I think that was a big kind of movement within our marriage, like kind of showed us what we were missing as far as community goes and not making that a priority. Um, So we moved here. Obviously we had jobs and we had coworkers, so that was easy (laughs) Uh, to get plugged in. Um, And then we did join a church as well. So that was one of our main goals, too, just to kind of start to meet people in a new city. Mm-hmm. Um, and then outside of that, too, kind of like reconnecting with old friends um, and not being, like, scared to do that. <laughs> yeah, it can be scary. Um, yeah, because, like, there were a few people, in, especially in Colorado, it's a very transient place. So you'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, there's someone here from my past that I didn't know about or, like, mm-hmm. we reconnected in this way. Um, and just, like making time for them um mm-hmm. it's pretty sweet but I think we just enjoy hanging out with yeah. <laughs> people yeah absolutely um yeah I think that's about it for that yeah, I'll like, probably bounce off of you a little bit too for me I had a very tumultuous college experience I bounced around to two three different colleges um I had some fun with the law and so I was constantly thrown to different groups and different types of people and I learned to love the different aspects. I was uh, in a fraternity at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. I was in the outdoor recreational team at UTSA. And so for me, it was learning to jive and um, hang out with the, all the different types of people and see the different cultures that come through it. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to keep that and make sure that I could still hang out with people. Um, so being intentional with, uh, like with our church and making sure that um, we can jive and have very good close relationships that are close with God but at the same time being friends with those are our co-workers that we like to go out and have a couple drinks with mm-hmm. so it, it just makes for a very exciting life mm-hmm. um, you can sit down and have good deep conversations or you can go get a couple beers at a baseball game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like hobby driven too kind of Denver's a very hobby yeah driven place so like yeah. skiing hiking um those are two of our favorite things and camping mm-hmm. um so, like, if your coworkers or, like, friends from your past or church, like, whoever likes to do that, mm-hmm. you kind of just grab onto them, and it's an easy conversation starter. Um, yeah. And it's a good way to, like, spend a significant amount of time with people. Mm-hmm. Um, Those long car rides up I-70, man, you can get stuck for a couple yeah. hours and have some good conversations. <laughs> good way to get to know someone. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I would say we just, yeah, we really just enjoy lots of different people. I don't think we realized how different it kind of was in some ways because some people can just stick with their one group of people which Mm -hmm. we obviously have like our core group but um yeah I think it's just kind of natural for us I don't know what it is (laughs) well yeah I mean you guys both have experiences over the past you know for you Sarah your whole life and 
Elliot, throughout college, these experiences that molded you into people who really love spending time with all different kinds mm-hmm. of people. I think Christian and I definitely, like, navigate more um, in a way that, like, keeps us, like, to our close friends. And we can kind of forget about all of the different types of people that are out there to mm-hmm. spend time with. So we just get comfortable with the people that we love and have fun with. But um, spending time with people who aren't super, super similar to you, aren't in the same season of life as you, have the same beliefs or whatever, is really, really healthy for a marriage. And I just think you guys do that really well. What advice would you maybe give to someone who, or to a couple, who is kind of noticing they're stuck in this rut of, oh, we only have friends that are in our season of life, or look just like us, or act just like us, um, and they're wanting to maybe expand that a little bit, um, different seasons of life, maybe like older couples, or other singles, or things like that. What kind of advice would you give to a couple? I think just have, like, conversations more than like hi how are you Mm -hmm. oh I'm fine um you do have to like the people too (laughs) yeah (laughs) so like you have to make sure if you want to like start a friendship even that you like have a good conversation and right you guys have something in common usually like right yeah whether that be a hobby or your stage of life or whatever it is um I think just having those initial conversations and if you like somebody (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of like dating. If, if you jive. Yeah, if you jive really well, then you can, like, be the one to be like, let's go get coffee or, like, yeah. let me get your number. Like, mm-hmm. I think I learned that in college a lot, too, because I didn't know anybody going into college. So I was like, I need to really, like, text this person or, like, if I want to hang out with people mm-hmm. or if I feel like this person would be really cool and fun in my life, then you just have to be that person mm-hmm. um, to make that first step. And people usually really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, I think just making time. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It might seem like a lot, but just like an hour conversation with someone. You Mm -hmm. can really get to know somebody really well. Yeah. See if you jive. (laughs) Yeah. And I think as a married person, you know, you have kind of the built-in support of your spouse. Mm -hmm. And that gives you just an advantage, like an extra layer of security almost and like, um, exploring new relationships, like people recognize that you have that, like you have a friend at home and you've, you've got someone to keep you company. Um, so I found that sometimes as a married person, especially like singles can be kind of hesitant to ask you to spend time together or they Mm -hmm. don't, they don't know if like you're going to want to spend time with them as a couple, things like that. So I think as a married person being the one to initiate is really important um, so that people know that you do want to hang out with Mm -hmm. people in all different seasons of life. And um, if you don't initiate that, then they may think that you're just totally comfortable at home with your spouse or with your small little Mm -hmm. group of friends or whatever. So yeah, initiating is definitely super important. Yeah. And it's not bad to have your small group and Mm -mm. have seasons where you just want to hang out with those small groups of people either. But you definitely gain a lot from like reaching out to others and right. different perspectives, especially, like, I feel like we don't have too many older friends right now, yeah. so, I don't know, maybe we need to prioritize that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's but... healthy to sit around and, like, identify, you know, where you feel like you maybe have some holes in your yeah. community and just take some practical mm-hmm. steps towards filling those holes with people that you think would be, like, valuable additions. Yeah. yeah. And, but once again, like, breathe good life into your marriage and encourage yeah. you in that way. So how would you each say that you balance the individual relationships in your life versus these friendships that you have as a married couple? For me, I would say, um, one, just making sure that your spouse is comfortable with having um, friends that they don't hang out with um, so that they know of the people, they know who you're hanging out with uh, from all walks of life so you don't have any contentions within your marriage. Mm. So being very open and honest about your friends. Uh, But from there, once you have that friend group and you know and your spouse knows what you're going to and who you're hanging out with, it's very easy to set up those times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like for myself, when I met my best friend Bryce, we were in accounting class. And it was just like, hey, let's go do something different and get to know each other a little bit. We went to a rock wall and started climbing. And that's how I met Bryce. And 
for us, I think it is just being very intentional about having friends and then having separate friends as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think specific, like, girl and guy time can be really important. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you're married, it kind of goes on the back burner a little bit. It takes a little bit of time to kind of adjust to the new rhythm because your spouse and partner is obviously one of your best friends Mm -hmm. and it's really easy to just hang out um the two of us but there's definitely something valuable you gain from like your girlfriends or your guy friends um as far as yeah just hanging out and getting their perspectives on things and leaving college into marriage it's like you go, like, kind of mentioned it earlier, just from, like, all-girl time, <laughs> which is so fun and so great, or at least in my experience, that's what it was. Right. Um, and then you leave, and you have, like, no girl time, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially if you move to a new city or so a new true. place. Um, you don't have those girlfriends, like, in the same city as you. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think it's just, like, making the time for them and realizing and kind of if you feel like there's something missing and just kind of really evaluating that within yourself. Right. Um, and then within a marriage, yeah. I think just like Elliot said, getting to know the other person's friends or like yeah. know who they're hanging out with. Like mm-hmm. not in a creepy way, but like, <laughs> what are you doing tonight? He's like, oh, I'm going to see Christian. I'm like, okay, have fun. <laughs> um, then it makes it a lot easier, too. Yeah. Um, we yeah. were long distance for a little bit right before we got married, and I didn't know any of his friends <laughs> in Dallas. He was like, I'm hanging out with Joe. <laughs> yes, and I was like, oh. Uh, it was even worse No, it was, that. like, girls, <laughs> too, which they were also nice. I just didn't know them. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. And that so, was a learning piece for me. That was yeah. a Because <laughs> all of my coworkers were girls. Yeah. Every uh, single okay. person I worked with was a girl. Yeah. I was surrounded by girls all day, so those were my friends. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't intentional about finding friends within a church community I was just mm-hmm. working with these women and these were my friends yeah mm-hmm. and it all came to a head when we went to southwest chili cook-off where southwest has its own chili cook-off and I took a picture with all my girlfriends nice. <laughs> and there was five or six of them and I'm in the middle and, I, and we're all hugging yeah and Sarah's mom and we were engaged at the time <laughs> we were like... engaged and Sarah's, they posted on Facebook and Sarah's mom was like what what is he doing with all of these girls like, these are my friends <laughs> And Sarah didn't know the girls at all. And so yeah, was, that was the main thing. I was like, I don't really mind. And I was like, I don't know any of these people. Yeah. And so I was like, it would be fine. And when I moved to Dallas, eventually met them. They were all obviously super sweet and uh-huh. kind and whatever. But <laughs> I was just like, initially, I was like, I don't know who they are. Very, um, like, warranted <laughs> to feel uncomfortable yes, when you see something like yes. that. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a big thing, too, at least for us, just, like, knowing the other people and like that they're good people and like mm-hmm. if something were to happen like we can trust them that like right they take care of Elliot or Elliot can take care of the other friends mm-hmm. I know it's kind of a weird thing to think about but no I think sometimes they care about you yeah <laughs> I think that's a really good thing to talk about is like I realize now that like I trust you know all of the guys that Christian will go hang out with um without me yeah and the reason I trust them is because like I've spent time with them outside mm-hmm. of um you know just him and his friendships as well yeah and it's it's always great when you can meet your spouse's friends get to know that like they are supportive really good friends of your spouse mm-hmm. and I don't know it's it's nice to be able to make new friends too like I love meeting oh, yeah. guys I guess I grew up with four brothers so oh, I've always yeah. kind of jived with guys pretty well but um yeah don't be afraid to be friends with your spouse's mm-hmm. friends for sure yeah Christian do you have anything to add um well to start off um I always say that Elliot has outkicked his coverage by marrying Sarah so she <laughs> she never has anything to worry about there but I, I would just add that communication is super important mm-hmm. and also setting expectations with just how you're spending your time. Yeah. Um, both spending time with other couples as well as, you know, you know, pursuing those individual friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like when we first got married, I was like, we're going to use this Google calendar. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Tori was like, no, I'm not going to use the Google calendar. Like I have my own little planner. Well, let me explain. Yes. Yes. I had my own planner. Don't I was, defend yourself. I was, <laughs> I'm just not this like difficult to work with person. I was in nursing school at the time. I had 
my planner that I wrote everything down in, every single thing. And he was now expecting me to add everything onto this Google Calendar. It was just another step. And I didn't feel like I had the capacity, you know, <laughs> to, to make that happen. But I did. We now use the calendar. Right. Well, it was just my way of saying, like, this is how we can better communicate about how we're spending our time or how we want to spend our time. Yes. Because if, you know, there's a conflict in that, we can talk about it and say, is this something you really want to do? Or Mm -hmm. is this something that, you know, we had something else planned and we should do the other thing? Right. Um, Right. But... You know, I used to say, like, check the calendar, you know, if, if she would uh, if she would not realize that I had something going on. But now she does that to me whenever I don't realize that she has something going on. It happened this morning, like, when we were going to breakfast with, with, uh, with y'all and the rest of the group. Christian was like, I didn't even know this was a thing till this morning. I was like, it's on the calendar. It's on the calendar. <laughs> Has been for a while. <laughs> yeah. It is a good form of communication. You just both have to be on board and set expectations. So much of communication is making sure that you both are clearly communicating your expectations. Of, mm-hmm. I created this calendar. I expect you to use it in this way. I expect us to talk about it in this way. Because if you create a Google Calendar and you're the only one putting something on there, mm-hmm. it's not very helpful. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever so... you use to communicate, communicate about the communication, <laughs> the new communication device, if that makes sense. Exactly. And um, I just think that marriage is easier and you're more successful when you're thinking about um, your partner's needs and, and mm-hmm. spending your time. Um but also you need to address your own needs and voice your own needs um, and make sure that you're getting what you need as far as time. Like if you recharge by playing golf or going to a ball game, like you need to make sure you're getting that. Mm-hmm. But also going to a ball game every night is probably not good for your marriage. Right. So mm-hmm. finding the balance in that way. Um, I've had a lot of season tickets and I could go to a ball game and a brewery every night and be really happy, but <laughs> that's not good for my marriage. So yeah, your bachelor lifestyle would not yeah, be great for us. It's all over now. <laughs> <laughs> he never had it. Yeah. <laughs> Straight from college to marrying me. So sorry. Uh, those 10 days were, were treasured though. <laughs> <laughs> we got married 10 days after um, I graduated. Oh, that's quick. It was really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Christian graduated a year early. So he was in grad school when we got married, but I was a fresh college grad. (laughs) Got that bachelor's. Yeah. I got that, what do they call it? MRS degree? Yeah. Uh, I hate that I just said that, actually. Don't forget. We're going to cut cut that out later. (laughs) I won't get it out. Um, Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with everything you guys have said. I think a way that I try to balance everything is by, like, sensing what you feel like each relationship needs. If I, you know, I'm feeling deprived of girl time or whatever, I try to, like, act on that pretty quickly. I try not to let that go um, too long. And I Sarah is, like, one of my go-tos of just, like, want to watch Bachelor or whatever. I think it's just really important not to let... Those feelings sit for too long um, due to maybe like being afraid of offending your spouse or something. If you're just like, I really just don't want to hang out with you. (laughs) I really want to hang out with my friends. It's okay to ask for what you need or, I mean, not ask for what you need. And learn how to phrase it a little differently. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't like you right now. I like my friends more. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Thanks for being honest. (laughs) But truly, I mean, I have found that if there are times where I'm feeling impatient or something with you, that usually means like there's some sort of need that's not being filled Mm -hmm. in my life. And half the time, that's just like not spending enough time with my girlfriends. So it's really important to prioritize that when you start feeling that way. Um, And then you can also kind of get the same feeling about not spending enough time with other couple friends. Like if Christian and I are just spending a lot of time alone, like watching The Office or whatever, um, because all of our friends are busy doing other things or whatever, um, it can start to feel kind of lonely and boring and, you know, dull. And I think that's when it's really important to 
initiate something with your friends. Make sure you get something on the calendar. Make sure it happens. Um, but yeah, it's just important to recognize when you feel like there may be some places in your life that are like indicating that you need to spend time either with your girlfriends, get recharged there, or that your you know marriage needs time spent with the people that you both love. Do you have anything else that you would add? I think we need to give a shout out to AMC Stubbs List yes. as, yes. as um, <laughs> something that we use to spend time together as, as far as us four go. We uh-huh. all have uh, movie memberships, um, so we can go to as many, well, not as many, but up to three movies a week. So if you're going to more than that, that's a bit aggressive. Yeah, that's <laughs> but a lot. We get you're repeating see, movies at that yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> we get to see all the movies we want to together, and it's just as easy as a text, and you can make reservations for other people and, <laughs> and, and tempt them to go, you already have the ticket. I, I made it for you. <laughs> no, it is, uh, yeah, it is very true. Um, finding things like that that mm-hmm. you can do with couples is really, really fun. Now that we all have babies on the way, those <laughs> subscription things will probably get canceled. I know. We need to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding fast. I want to keep it so bad. I know. He's I convinced. Love the movies. I know. The movies really are so nice. Yeah. I just can't imagine paying a babysitter to go for mm-hmm. us to go sit in a theater for like two hours. Yeah, especially after Elliot has his new giant TV in our basement. Oh, yeah. A giant couch. We basically have an in-home theater. It's nice. (laughs) It's very nice. It was worth every penny. Yeah. Well, that brings to mind that we both have babies on the way. So how have you guys been anticipating that your needs for community might change as little um, girl or boy? We don't know Mm. the gender yet. Yeah. Surprise. As as, um, they come into the world. It's probably going to be very important because the baby's going to sap a lot of energy and it's going to be a a huge time suck on our, on how we've lived previously. Very open, very um, excited about, yeah, we're super spontaneous. We're not planners. We we text people an hour before we want to do something like, hey, let's go get a beer. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think as we have this baby, it'll be even more critical for us to set time aside to go do the things that help us recharge so that we can be the best parents we can be. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I'm excited because I think our, like, activities and priorities will obviously change with having a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, for good and some parts of it will probably be way harder. Um, but I don't even know how I want to answer this question. What was the question again? No, I am okay. very pregnant and forget things. <laughs> no, it's fine. I just think it would be good for people to hear about, like, you know, you have this huge change coming up. Like, your your marriage isn't just going to stay the same. Like, what what's worked now may not work in the future. So I think it would be really cool for people to hear about how you two, who are very good at community now, are, like, setting yourselves up to be good at community with this big change, you know? Yeah. I think um, not being afraid to ask for help is going to be really important. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily, we have a lot of friends that are going to be having children Mm -hmm. or have recently had children, so kind of walking through that same stage. Um, And I think just realizing that we can lean on them, either, like, for support or... um, just like watching the kid for a night out. <laughs> yeah, allowing um, yourself to have that luxury. Yeah. Trusting that you're not a burden. Right. Um, and I think it's going to show us like how much we can rely on our community mm-hmm. outside of just like socially needing them or like for encouragement. Mm-hmm. Those are still probably going to be very big priorities, but also just like really tangible like, I need you to watch my baby, or could you maybe run to the store and pick this up, like, yeah, yeah. when you're there? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it's going to become a lot more practical things. Because um, you're not in a season where you have to ask those things of people No, right no. So I think it's going to be not afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think that's how it's going to change a lot, at least for us. Right. We'll right. probably be okay about asking, like, Going out and doing things. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to change. I'll just strap the baby on. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we say. But, um, well, yeah. We'll have to see how it happens. Well, you two are both very adaptable people. Yeah. So I see that carrying over into your new parent life yeah. as well. But I think just, yeah, asking for help and 
you can see that we haven't planned this. Yeah, Partly again, all, not planners. Spontaneous that we haven't thought of this until you've asked. <laughs> well, good. I initiated some good thoughts. Yeah, yeah, good conversation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's just so good to recognize that um, marriage is really never consistent for too long, like as far as seasons that you go through together. Christian's been through seasons of having intense amount of hours at work. Um, where I've had to spend a lot of time alone. And those are things I didn't know that I was going to face when I got married to him. Um, And, you know, we have a baby on the way. We're kind of undergoing a lot of stress right now with, you know, getting our house on the market and, um, you know, just a lot of things going on at once. And, you know, your your marriage goes through seasons. So it's important to, like, try to anticipate what you can when you see one coming (laughs) Um, as far as, setting yourself up for success, um, whether that's feeding your marriage or feeding your marriage's community, things like that. So what practical advice would you give to a couple who wants to strengthen their community or establish one to begin with because maybe they don't have one yet? I think the most important thing is just being very intentional on finding friends. Finding spaces that you enjoy first. For us, it's church and skiing and then making the friends that you see on a regular basis and being intentional with them, asking them over for dinner, asking them out to the ball game, mm-hmm. um, just making sure that you do are, that you are very forward focused on them and and reaching out. And then after reaching out, continuing to. Don't mm-hmm. have dinner one time. Have dinner once a month. Have dinner right. you know, or go skiing once a once a month. Just mm-hmm. being intentional about the time and then following it up because mm-hmm. if you stop following it up your friends are going to fall by the wayside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I think, too, in a new city, I think just kind of knowing what you enjoy doing initially and then building off of that is really important. So you might have to do some soul searching if you're not sure. (laughs) Are you a rock climber or are you not a rock climber? (laughs) Or do you like to sit on patios all day? Because that's also people's hobbies. Um, Uh Just like have a drink and go to brunch, which is really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think just like finding that and then um, reaching out to like different organizations maybe um that you can just casually come up upon um and have easy conversations to start off with Mm -hmm. um I think that's probably what I would do and what we kind of did when we moved here um just finding people with similar interests a good starting point (laughs) yeah I mean you you guys definitely recognize that you didn't have community in Dallas and then Mm -hmm. you took those practical steps to um establish one here in Denver sounds like a lot of dinner invites um not being afraid to meet up with people who maybe feel like strangers at the time that you knew from a different season of life um but yeah just putting yourself out there don't be afraid to Mm -hmm. because I think I mentioned this earlier but I feel like as a married person, people can assume you like have all the community the community that you need just in your husband um, or your wife. But it's true that we all need um, community, even if we have someone to keep us company at home. Mm-hmm. It can still be pretty lonely. So, But you also have to do the work of putting yourself out there. So it sounds like that's what you guys did when you moved here. It was I really think helpful. the best practical step you can do is finding those organizations. Yeah. It's like the the mile high like kickball teams yeah you can find mm-hmm. great friends from there so true they force you to get together multiple times so you learn and get to know people better mm-hmm. going to church services once a week you see the same people over and over again mm-hmm. so if you don't have friends starting in with an organization is a great easy way to meet people and follow up with those people regularly yeah, yeah. i feel like that's not a super popular thing to do after college for mm-hmm. some reason but it really is such a good way to get to meet new people um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, and it looks different now because of COVID, but hopefully with offices starting to reopen too. Mm-hmm. Um, your workspace is a really great way to meet people. Mm-hmm. Um, you're obviously not going to get along with every single coworker, right? But you will find something in common and really kind of jive with a lot of people mm-hmm. in your workspace because you are around them 
the majority of your time, sometimes even more than your spouse when you're actually going in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good way to, um, it kind of looks different now with virtual stuff. So right. I think those organizations are going to be even more important and more of a priority to mm-hmm. kind of join. Um, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. You really just got to put yourself out there, not be afraid to just jump into something that feels uncomfortable. You may be the only new person for a little while, but mm-hmm. that's so worth it. Yeah. One of my favorite things that you can do is, or one of my favorite sayings is, learning to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's going to be annoying first, and it's going to be weird and awkward, but the more you throw yourself in those situations, the better you'll be at meeting people and hanging out. Lots of small talk. Yeah, lots of small talk. Which can get tiring, especially for introverts, and it can be easy just to, like, be a recluse initially. Mm -hmm. Um... Also, too, like, neighbors and apartment neighbors. We were in apartments for a mm-hmm. long time, so um, we can reach out to neighbors and say hi. Apartments usually throw things, and they sound cheesy, but mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes you meet some really great people. <laughs> yeah, I think no one's above a little, like, ice cream party yeah. that your apartment is yeah. <laughs> Or you could get to know your neighbors through the walls sometimes. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm yep. sure people love that, Christian. <laughs> I don't not a lot of good insulation in apartments. So. No. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I think it's really important to not be afraid to put yourself out there and not feel like you're above anything or like something's mm-hmm. just going to be too uncomfortable. It takes people taking the risk to make those things worth going to. So you mm-hmm. might as well be that person who shows up ready to meet people and actually make this sort of event into something that is worthy of going to mm-hmm. a place where you can actually make friends. So that's good advice. Um, Christian, what practical advice would you give to someone or a couple trying to strengthen their marriage? Well, one comment before I answer the question. Um, <laughs> when I first got to know Elliot, he sent me a survey monkey about my skiing abilities and I had to fill it out. And is this how you filter out your ski I don't friends? remember even doing that. But no, it sounds like something yeah. else. It's a total lie, but... Uh, oh. oh my God. <laughs> I was like, what? I don't remember doing that. Christian is All you needed to know that I was not a beginner, beginner skier. So. I only ski expert terrain. If you're not going to keep up, get out. I'm going to leave you on the greens. That would be me. I can't yes. keep up with Elliot. No, I and can't Elliot is up. also an expert at meeting people through Jeep chats as well. Yes. So there's that. As you, if you can't tell, Christian is the heckler of the group. <laughs> he likes to just stir stuff up a little bit. That's what I do all day. Uh. day. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so kind of taking this in a little different direction, I would say, um, some practical advice is just to talk with your spouse and talk about what your goals might be for community because they might not be the same. Mm -hmm. Like needs that you have might be different, uh, than needs of your spouse. So just making sure that you can both accomplish what you might need, um, couple wise for friends as well as what what you might need with individual friends, just, um, it, it might not be the same and you might not be getting what you need unless you ask. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very true. Yeah. I think mine would probably just be if you don't even like really know where to start, um, find, you know, if you're a woman, find one woman whose marriage you admire. Um, you want to, you want to make friends with people that are living a life that you admire. Um, if you're going to try to make friends who uplift your marriage, that's where I would definitely start. Um, find a couple that you feel like you just jive with. And like you guys were saying earlier, it's okay if you meet up with a couple and you're like, uh, I don't see this going anywhere. (laughs) That's happened before. That's just normal. Mm -hmm. Um, don't be afraid to have those experiences because, You'll have enough of them eventually. Yes. You'll you'll meet a couple that you just hang out with for hours longer than you anticipated, because um, you're just getting along so well. So just keep trying. Um, if you feel like you're maybe not jiving with anyone yet, just keep trying. I love the idea of joining groups. I think that's really great. Um, we found so many of our friends through church. I found so many of mine through um, nursing school or through different jobs that I've had. Um, but yeah, I think if you're just trying to strengthen the community that you have within your marriage, 
um, be the people to initiate, like be the people to host something, um, be the people to plan something, whether it's a Rockies game or if you're living in Denver, going for a hike somewhere, just put the stuff together so that other people don't have to, because we're all busy. We all need someone to be the initiator. Um, and also I would say, just don't be afraid to go beneath the surface, um, in the conversations that you have with your friends, because nobody likes small talk forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just be the person to, you know, ask a question that is not so surface level, get to know the people around you. Don't be afraid to do that. Um, cause that's when you really start enjoying your friendships is when you feel like these people know me better than anyone else and they accept me and love me and support me. And I know that they're the people that I can call when I'm stuck in New Mexico <laughs> without a car to get back to Denver. Um, things like that. So just do the work, you know, put in the work and don't be afraid to put yourself out there. That would be mine. One final point, take the word should out of your vocabulary. Don't say we should get dinner. Uh, say let's get dinner right now. Text me. Take the word yes. should out. Don't should things. Do things. That's a really good idea. How many times have you said we should catch up? Yeah. We and should do this and it never happens. I love that. That's really, really good. All right. Anything you guys would add? Should we get a beer? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Down for beer. Well, we're going to go grab a beer. Not Sarah well, and I. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you all so much for joining me in my podcast today. It means so much. And I think this was really great. I think that um, all of y'all's advice was awesome. So thank you. Thanks for having us. Yes. This was fun. Awesome. Glad we had a good time. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Let's Be Friends with Tori Segner. I hope you loved the episode and that you feel encouraged about community. If you enjoyed listening, please rate the podcast and leave a review. And don't forget to follow along on Instagram at Tori.Let'sBeFriends for updates, behind-the-scenes content, and a community of its own. I hope you have the best week, and I will see you next time.